Amen. Well, thank you, Kyle and the band, for a great time of singing to our Lord. As David said, um, this morning we're going to look at the topic of you and your discipler, the topic of discipleship. Now, I think it's something that in our ministry we are, we are quite familiar with, we are even good at, and takes the form of small groups here at Grace on Campus, most formally. Yet I do believe it deserves our attention this morning in order to sharpen, in order to clarify, and I think in a lot of ways in order to simplify what we do in discipleship as a ministry. And as many of you think about the summer or about next year or even about your future away from Grace Church and Grace on Campus, I think it's an appropriate topic this morning. I think between the three of us, it will challenge you for even the best of disciplers or the shiniest of disciplees, this will challenge you this morning as we think through the goal, the attitude, and the means of discipleship. So for this next 10 minutes or so, let's look at the goal of discipleship. The goal of discipleship. You see, if we first understand the goal, we can see the, the big picture of why we do discipleship. If we understand what we are trying to accomplish in discipleship, we can better assess what it takes to actually get there. If we first understand the goal, it will motivate our discipleship when we struggle to see the point of why we're doing what we're doing. If we understand the goal, it will encourage us to revisit the big picture when we are short-sighted in what we're doing. Understanding our goal in discipleship and how integral it is to our walk with Jesus will help us to stay focused on the task no matter what. To understand this goal of discipleship, let's look first at Christ's call to discipleship in Luke 9. So turn to Luke 9, starting in verse 23. Luke 9, 23. Jesus speaking, and he says there, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Grace on campus, this is Christ's call to discipleship. The call for each of us to deny ourselves, to take up our cross daily, and to follow him, to follow Jesus Christ. This is the essence of what it means to be a Christian, to be a follower, to be a disciple of Christ. That we would give up living to please ourselves and instead live for Christ. You see, to live as a follower of Christ, to, to live as a disciple of Christ is to be more like Christ in all of his righteousness, in obedience to all of his commands, and in hope of all of his promises. This is the root of all Christian discipleship. It's following Christ wholeheartedly and holistically. If you're here this morning and perhaps you're new to Grace on Campus or you've been here a while, but you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, this is Christ's call to you. It's to deny yourself, to, to no longer live for the pleasures of this world, and then to take up your cross to admit Christ is the one I follow 
and to, then to actually follow him. This is the gospel in short form. It's following Jesus Christ. And while Christ's call to discipleship is an individual call in this passage, it's a call for each one of, uh, each one of us to follow him, Christian discipleship from that point forward is anything but individual. You see, Christian discipleship in the church, as Scripture shows us, is being intimately involved in helping each other follow Christ. Discipleship is being intimately involved in helping each other follow Christ. Discipleship is teaching. Discipleship is correcting. Discipleship is modeling. Discipleship is loving others so that they are more like Christ. It's initiating and facilitating spiritual growth in others. It's spurring others on to follow Christ. Simply put, the goal of discipleship is Christ-likeness. The goal of discipleship is Christ-likeness. Colossians 1 spells out this goal very clearly. So turn there very briefly, Colossians 1, verses 28 and 29. Paul is describing his ministry to the Colossians, and it's a model for every Christian's ministry to others, really. Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 28, it says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And Paul says, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. You see, discipleship is proclaiming Christ by warning and teaching everyone so that, or with the goal of, presenting everyone Mature in Christ. This is the goal of Christian discipleship, presenting everyone mature in Christ. The goal is Christ-likeness. It's what Ephesians describes as the, the work of building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's what Proverbs describe, uh, describes as ironing, iron sharpening iron. In 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 12, Paul describes his ministry as having exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God. Discipleship is the intentional uh, the entrustment or the investment in others to bring them to maturity in Christ so that in turn they bring others to maturity in Christ. 2 Timothy 2.2. And in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, Paul sums it up this way. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. You see, it is this goal of facilitating growth in Christ-likeness that we must strive after in our discipleship. And as a ministry, we must maintain this simple yet profound goal in our discipleship. Because I think as disciplers and as those being discipled as well, this goal of Christ-likeness has very practical implications. It will cause us to, to think, and it will cause us to act and speak in very particular ways. 
It'll help us to focus and be more biblical in our discipleship. It'll help us to be more careful in our discipleship. It'll help us to be more humble in our discipleship if we are striving for Christ-likeness in others. This goal of Christ-likeness, very simply, it will make our discipleship more Christ-like. Grace on campus, if the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, as disciplers, we will not exercise authority in people's lives where we have no rights. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, as disciplers, we won't withhold rebuke or correction when it is beneficial to someone's maturity in Christ. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, we won't be so possessive of to think that we are the only ones that we have say in the lives of those we disciple. As disciplers, we will not try to make people more like ourselves by the end of the year, but more like Christ by the end of the year. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, as disciplers, we will help those we disciple think biblically and not according to our own preference. As disciplers, we'll facilitate discipleship for those seeking it, whether it's in our group or someone else's. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, as disciplers, we'll trust others in the church to offer counsel and wisdom to those that we think are ours. If the goal of our, of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, we'll pray. And we'll pray, and we'll pray some more. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, we'll admit when we don't have the answer and then run to Scripture for it. As disciples, we will confess our own sin and model what repentance looks like. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, as disciples, we will have the humility to continually acknowledge spiritual growth it is the Spirit's work and not our own. I believe if the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, it will cause us to, to be more like Christ in the way that we interact with others, so then helping them to be more like Christ. Let's keep that goal of Christ-likeness in our discipleship. I think it will also change the way that we are as those being discipled. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, as those being discipled, we won't microanalyze whose group is best, but we'll realize the blessing of mature believers around us that it can all pour into us. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, we won't assume meeting up with someone or joining a small group even is good enough, but we'll actually seek to put good effort into discipleship. If the goal of our, Christ, of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, we won't pridefully disregard the counsel we, we don't want to hear, we don't like to hear. If the goal of our discipleship is Christ-likeness, as those being discipled, we won't just say the answer we know the discipler wants to hear, but we'll think carefully. As those being discipled, we will thoughtfully and humbly ask questions. We'll welcome rebuke and challenge and sharpening. We'll thoughtfully search the scriptures as we receive counsel and rebuke. We'll realize that maturity in Christ isn't automatic, but requires a whole lot of effort. Grace on campus, if in our discipleship, our goal is Christ-likeness, we'll cultivate the humility required in this endeavor of following Christ. May we all strive hard after this goal 
of Christian discipleship, and that's the goal of Christ-likeness. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would form us into the image of your own Son. And Lord, that this morning you would allow us to see that in this life, you have given us discipleship to help us in our growth in Christ. So Lord, help us maintain this goal in our discipleship relationships of toiling, of striving with all of your energy that is powerfully working within us to present others mature in Christ. God, we are but jars of clay, so Lord, grow us in the wisdom and in the humility required for this task. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.